Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems adopt technology. My name is Tiasha Zaitz, and in the upcoming episodes, you will get to know innovators and solutions aimed at leading a healthy lifestyle and improving the lives of the elderly. Over 2.3 million people died due to COVID by today. These were mostly older people. Many of them dined alone in the hospital without the option to say goodbye to their families, without even someone from the medical staff at their bedside. COVID opened up the space for us to start reconsidering on a broader level how we wish to die how we wish to lead quality last years of life and fear death less. In the upcoming episodes, that's what we'll talk about. Improving old age, dying and geriatric care. But I want to start with the topic by jumping to Japan. Japan is the nation with the largest elderly population in the world. Over 28% of people in Japan are older than 65. For comparison, in Germany, 21% of the population is older than 65. In the US, 16% of the population. We're going to look at three things today. Why did the Japanese live so long? What effect does longer lifespan have on individuals and caregiving? How can healthy life be encouraged already in young ages? We will take a closer look into a solution addressing visual impairment and a solution for aspiration pneumonia, which is a common issue with the elderly. It refers to food going into the lungs causing an infection that can lead to death from pneumonia. Before we begin, a word from today's sponsor. This episode is supported by Crosby and Jetro Berlin. Crosby is a Berlin-based company with a focus on bringing together Japan and the global startup ecosystem. Crosby creates a tech marketplace for both companies and startups, promotes development of new innovations and drives business and societal impact. And Jetro Berlin is the Japan external trade organization promoting mutual trade and investment between Japan and the rest of the world. What makes the Japanese generally healthy even in older ages is to a large extent attributed to the nation's diet and lifestyle. As mentioned by Mr. Yasuro Koizumi, director and CFO of Think Technologies, the Japanese walk more than people in the West, their diet includes a lot of fish and vegetables. More often than not, the households are big, enabling the transfer of knowledge and habits about healthy living among generations. And where that's missing, technology is jumping in. If WeChat enables consumers to do almost everything on the platform, from chat, banking, taxi booking, etc., Think Technologies 
almost looks like a WeChat platform for health. Apart from quantifying oneself through sleep, steps, weight, the period for women, Fink Technologies offer meal tracking and advice for health and fitness content. This is Mr. Koizumi. We used to have, under the same population of 120 million, we used to have only 25 million households, meaning averagely five or six people in the same household. So the grandparents or parents could teach their kids how to eat and how to you know, uh, behave themselves to uh, conduct a healthy life. Currently, we have about 60 million households for the same populations, meaning there are only 1.6 people in the household. So nobody older or smarter people not telling how, what to do and how to uh, spend their healthy life. So we strongly believe that the smartphones uh, through AI can teach their kids how to stay healthy instead of on behalf of their parents or on behalf of their grandparents. Dr. Kenji Suzuki is the CEO of Plimes, a company working on solving aspiration pneumonia. Dr. Suzuki warns about another aspect of aging populations. When people start living longer, the elderly starts taking care of the elderly. When more and more people get to the age of 100, their children taking care of them are themselves 70 years old or more. Japan, like now, we are preparing for uh, the era of 100, 100 years lifetime. So the already Japan has most like longest lifespans, lifetime, around 85 for females and then also around the 80 for male. So the even the, but this is more that the becoming longer and longer. So soon and after, uh, due to that the medical uh, innovations and due to also that the improvement of health conditions, also welfare systems, uh, it gives us more longer lifetime, which is called that uh, the centenarian, which is means that 100 years of lifetime. So imagine that uh, in Japan, like retirement, uh, the age of retirement is 60 or 65. Then becoming adult is 20. So almost that uh, the doubles after the adult. So after from the children to getting that adult, retiring in the 60, then also dying in the 100. So this means that uh, uh, I think that the definition of the word of retirement is completely different because of just in the middle of your journey of the life. So we need seriously to think about that, to redesign the systems, because if it is not too long after retirement. In this case, I think this aging population is not only that the Japan issues, maybe some of advanced country too, and even currently a developing country, but still in 10 or 20 years, they will become more or less the similar phenomena. This will be observed all over the world. So Japan is leading company, leading country of this aging society. It's good like business chance for us to develop, to take care of such kind of elderly uh, aging society. 
made in Japan uh, 30 years ago was that the uh, earphones or Walkmans or car. But I think made in Japan in 21 century is higher qualities, very safe and guaranteed, and also this uh, cost effective. Japanese are known about their longevity, but their healthcare system is quite malnourished with staff. The number of healthcare professionals per 1,000 people is already very low, 2.5 doctors per 1,000 people, according to OECD. The only OECD countries with lower numbers in 2018 were India, South Africa, Turkey, China, Korea, Poland, Colombia and Mexico. However, Japan has quite a high number of nurses, 11.5 per 1,000 people. Only USA, Australia, Ireland, Germany, Iceland, Switzerland and Norway have higher numbers among the OECD countries. But these numbers, says Dr. Suzuki, are very black and white. Because we have like the fully national that Medicare systems we have. So which means that uh, the uh, uh, most of cases, my left side, very bad words, uh, in the last one year of your life, uh, you spend all of your insurances. So which means that, uh, so basically, it's not like a two and eight. Uh, more than mm-hmm. your lifetime of the last time is that spending a lot of money uh, to use all that insurances you paid. So this is that what we call it. But of course, that uh, the <coughs> ignoring such kind of people is, of course, ethically not allowed. But uh, the so uh, very important things is in Japan is not a problem of the number of doctors and nurses and a lot. But still, this is only the registered nurse. So the I'm not sure about that. I'm not a good person to say that. But from my viewpoint, <clears throat> because how to think about that, how many percentage of nurses, a registered nurse, are having still a job, which means that they're working. I knew that uh, in Japan, many nurses uh, having some reason to stop working so that uh, the registered number is, I'm not sure about that, it's high, but uh, in the hospital and other places, always people are looking for nurses. Recruitment mm-hmm. of nurses are difficult. So I don't feel that. I'm not a medical doctor, but I can say about that our hospital is always looking for nurses. Medical doctors is, of course, a lower number. We know about that because of, I think, some kind of cultural systems. Because of that, the medical doctors community and not much positive to increase the number of the medical doctors, even with that uh, the uh, uh, even with that uh, reality is they need some medical doctors because of that it costs high because the government think about that to increase the doctors medical cost is also increasing. So in this case, which is not much positive toward that, but this is from my viewpoint superficial understanding from my viewpoint. More serious mm-hmm. issue is that uh, because current medicine is designed 
for acute phase of medicines. So, which is that uh, if you got the stroke, then uh, in Japan, still some issues, but I think it's one of the, the best environment uh, to that uh, the ambulance take to that the hospitals, having that a lot of MRIs, CTs, highest number of MRI for population is in Japan, highest number of CT in that uh, for population is in Japan. So we assessment, imaging, and many kinds of diagnosis, we do that. So this acute phase is very, very nice. The problem is centenarian's error got that affected the stroke. Then you need to think about that with that you are living with the risk of stroke again for the rest of your life. This is a chronic stage. We are not much ready for that medicine for that errors. One of the things Japanese healthcare is famous for is the high number of MRI machines. But according to the paper published in 2015 titled The Japan Radiological Society, Japanese College of Radiology Imaging Guidelines, expert management of the MRI examinations tends to be insufficient. 60-70% to 70% of CT and MRI systems are in operations in the absence of a radiologist. Adrian Sosna is the VP of Global Sales at Hackerus. This is a platform for medical and life science AI solutions. As mentioned by Adrian Sosna in the previous episode, the solution to this problem is making training programs for medical professionals as a part of deploying AI solutions. That, that's fair. It's not a uniquely Japanese uh, problem, uh, to, to be frank, that this is something that's being seen across uh, healthcare systems in, in, in the world. But, but absolutely, Japan is, is a good example of it. Um, so I think there are, there are a few things that are going on. So on one hand, there's the, the hype machine that provides these very, uh, extravagant articles about these magical things that you can do with, with, with AI. And then there's the reality of what can be achieved and, and what can be done. Um, and, and that gap can sometimes be a, a problem in terms of, of managing expectations from, from, uh, users, doctors, etc. Uh, but on the other hand, it's it's also a, a lack of knowledge of how these things actually work. So the way we've attacked it from the hackerist point of view is is we launched a training program for the medical industry, which we call the Hackerus AI Academy. And the Hackerus AI Academy is is a full course program where we train uh, doctors, medical professionals, researchers in pharmaceutical companies, etc. The basics of how to work with AI. And, and what's special about this program or what we're doing is, is we're actually taking them from the very beginning, but through the, the several month course, we actually do an, a real project with real medical data and they are the ones that are doing it. Our, our team assists, our team guides, etc. But they actually make a real project with their own data to get a first feel for how it works. And, and that way of, of educating and sharing this knowledge, I think it's, it's, it's the way to approach uh, this, this, this uh, uh, knowledge gap. Uh, from our perspective, what, where we are is, is we're specialists in 
data science in, in building these algorithms for uh, prediction, classification, detection, etc. We are not specialists in the medical field. So, so, so by training, by sharing the knowledge we have, we allow there to be a, a, a point where we can meet and they can bring their expertise and we can bring our expertise and, and hopefully together we can build something very meaningful. One would think that Japan would be at the forefront of H-Tech. However, as mentioned by Dr. Kenji Suzuki, the trend of technology used for the elderly is hardly emerging with the approaching generation of the elderly that are already familiar with technology. Elderly people are expected to be taken care by their relatives or children. So now the technology more on the social systems based on human resources. So in fact that the digital transformation is very much behind uh, compared to other countries. We have lots of technology, but it is not designed well for elderly mm-hmm. because many people believe in that the elderly cannot use that the digital phones, elderly cannot use that the, the advanced the cutting edge technologies, they prefer mach- they prefer they prefer to human than machines we believed in that but i see that uh, like now even if that a uh, person with 70 or 80 they had already an experiences to use that smartphones so i think that uh, the society is changing in this case we have i think that uh, step by step it takes time but the infrastru- digital infrastructure, even for elderly, is becoming much more realistic than before. The number of working persons are decreasing. So, which means right now is the 70 years old person needs to take care of their mother and father. So, which means that uh, this is elderly care by elderly. It happens already a lot of that places in Japan. So this means that uh, robotics technology, AI technology, digital transformation for this era is, is coming. So this is like now is, I see very much positive future because technology uh, compared to 20 years ago. Let's take a closer look at how Plimes is solving issues related to aspiration pneumonia. Aspirational pneumonia is pneumonia developed due to a bacterial infection in the lungs caused by inhaling food, stomach acid, or saliva into the lungs. The way Dr. Suzuki approached the problem was by designing an audio recording technology that with the help of AI detects when swallowing is problematic. Uh, We started to uh, develop stethoscope to mm-hmm. listen to the sound from that the nose. This was, we can find out some was swallowing, but uh, we are still not able to reach that uh, in that the detection of pneumonia. Since uh, one year, we have developed and reinvent our Gokli to see pneumonias. Because the guideline of detection of pneumonia is very, very simple. You see like oxygen, like the uh, light of the blood, which is called SpO2, you see that the number of breathing, you see body temperatures, 
you see heart rate. These four vital signs indicator of risk of pneumonias. So very simple. But uh, to measure that for by yourself, even by that the elderly people, is not so easy. So we have designed that fully wireless version of neck-mounted device, putting on the neck, measuring body pain temperature is okay, measuring that the pulse, which is that the number of the heartbeat, and then also oxygen levels. So its saturation level is also that we can see that. And then we see that such kind of alert opener, we can report to that therapist or nurses or caregivers. The algorithm of the device is based on a database of over 20,000 sounds. To make the device as easy to use as possible, it has a necklace design to bring comfort to the users. We would like to develop that the, a kind of beautiful design of the Gokui. I think you found out uh, our medical devices seemingly cute and uh, uh, like a neutral, natural, and then maybe it could be suitable even if you go uh, go out together in a dinner. Still, this design makes, I think that makes sense. One of the things that declines with age is sight. Visual impairment, however, is far from only an issue of the elderly. Worldwide, the number of people with visual impairment and blindness is around 300 million. The American Foundation for the Blind estimates that the unemployment rate for people with vision difficulty is around 70%. Solutions to help improve their quality of life have advanced with technology. While the population of younger visually impaired and the elderly is not the same, they can both use the same solutions for improved quality of life. Several solutions are on the market to help the visually impaired with orientation in the environment. Technological solutions include smart glasses or solutions with head-mounted cameras that feed software with visuals in the environment and the voice assistant tells the person what surrounds her. A Japanese company called Digital Attendant took a different approach. Instead of making a solution that would fit onto the head, they created a solution where a camera looks like a necklace. As explained by the CEO Kazuo Kaneko, this makes it easier for the users to blend in in the society. Head-mounted solutions are not user-friendly as this disabled people don't like to be special or something, you know. They just want to be seen as a normal people. They wear some device in, in front of their face. It's not good for them. Solutions for the blind are of significant importance as they increase the independence of the people with visual impairment. They also bring job opportunities. Digital Attendant provides users with a solution that recognizes scenes, text, traffic lights and location and provides audio notifications. All this increases the quality of life and independence.
most dangerous area for the visually impaired people. Uh, if you, you can try, you know, if you go to the road and, uh, close your eyes and try to cross the street, it is very much scareful. In that traffic light area, they need information regarding colors, colors of traffic. By using that uh, information, quality of the, their life will be very much different before they use that system. They feel very much safe, and they can go much further than before. They may be able to use uh, visit other town, not only their neighborhood. And also we are going to develop a guide system for the road. So if they ask Dinograss, I want to go to department store near the station or something, uh, Dinograss will tell the way the best way to get that. So final goal is automatic guide system for blind people. They can go anywhere without uh, having risk. And if they can go anywhere, they can get a, get a job. However, as mentioned by Mr. Kazuo Kaneko, this will still serve a percentage of visually impaired the system runs on cloud-based servers and is not applicable to less developed areas without digital infrastructures. We, we can uh, provide systems for 10% of total visually impaired because under developing com- country, mainly Africa or something, you know, they cannot afford to... Uh, purchase system and also IT network is not so well organized. The future of better and nicer aging lies in technology adoption. Think Technologies aim to be a one-stop shop smartphone app for health. But uh, we don't believe that the people have uh, you know, a luxury. People are choosing uh, 10 different apps uh, for different topics of healthcare. Ideally, like a WeChat, Know, we can be a one-stop shoppers for them. What we don't have as a thing uh, is a medical treatment or doctor advice, which is regarded as a medical treatment, which we need approval from Ministry of Health. But uh, aside from this medical treatment, we try to be a one-stop shoppers. And so far, uh, you know, we have been able to enjoy the, the largest downloads and most active users in Japan. Even the very healthy nation uh, of Japan is adopting our services to a certain extent. To make sure people are continuously engaged, Fink uses points reward system where users can use earned points in the e-commerce shop. The platform also engages users with gaming techniques. Fink is concerned the most uh, interesting and attractive uh, uh, feature is we are actually giving a lot of uh, quiz on the apps. So uh, users are enjoying to answer the quiz and they can accumulate the mileage and the points if they make a right answer and if they are correct in terms of the quiz we are asking. So they can accumulate 
the necessary knowledge to stay a healthy life. Aging is a significant societal and healthcare-related issue. We need to rethink how we enable healthy aging, improve the last years of our lives, and reduce fear of death. These are some of the issues we will address in the upcoming episodes. We will tune into how an Austrian startup matches caregivers and the elderly based on their psychosocial profile. We will talk about innovation in geriatric care and the need to rethink end-of-life planning. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health. Part of the music today was Ishikari Lore by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed the show, do leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to the show to stay tuned. Thank you.